You're listening to the Church 2911 Sermons Podcast. You can find notes for this message along with more information about our church at church2911.com. Here's our lead pastor, Rick Hand, with this week's message. So we're starting a new sermon series today called An Invitation. And today's sermon is An Invitation to Gather Again. I hope that sounds exciting to you. So many things are happening. Hang around to the end of this message because I'm going to share with you a lot of opportunities for the next couple of weeks that you can gather again. But first, let's talk about the importance of gathering. Now, I know some of you have really enjoyed this time of isolation. Some of you are even introverts, and uh, this has kind of been your thing. But it's time to gather again. You and I, we weren't made, we weren't created to do life alone. We weren't built for that. When God designed humans, he didn't design us to be alone. Think about it. Genesis chapter 2, verse 18. Now, in chapter 1, as God is creating everything, he creates something, he looks at it, and he says, that looks pretty good. Everything was good. He saw it was good. He saw it was good. He saw it was good. In Genesis chapter 2, when he creates man, you know what he says about man? He doesn't stop and look at it and say, that's good also. He says this, and some of you probably can quote this. He says, it is not good for man to what? To be alone. God says it in his creation, right after he's created the first human, he says, it is not good for man to be alone. We weren't created to do life alone. Granted, there are some perks to doing online church, right? I mean, some of you are sitting there in your pajamas right now. Some of you may still be eating breakfast. I mean, you even get to do worship with your pets there in your house. So it seems like there are a lot of perks to doing it online, but there are just some things we cannot do online like we need to be doing them. I mean, you know, we can record worship we can record a sermon. We can, we can, you know, read you some scriptures. We can even pray with you, you know, through the camera and through YouTube. We can even do those things, but it's just not the same. A few weeks ago, David was saying, now, now let me set this up. David was not saying that I'm doing a bad job preaching to a camera, okay? But she said that she noted how difficult it must be because she said that I really feed off the crowd, that I like having that that response to them. And yeah, I'd love to hear an amen every once in a while right now or, 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 or something else or, or a hand clap or, or just see your face and, and uh, see the light come on when you get something that, that God is sharing with, or, with us or, or, or just, just a head nod to know, you know that you're with me and, you're, and the worship team. I know they also feed off of the, the response from the crowd, knowing that we're doing this together. It's, it's so much better to, to record worship live than it is in a studio setting, right? And for the prayer team as well. Back about five months ago, we realized this was going to be a, our new normal for a while. A bunch of men were sitting around, and one of the men who's a member of our prayer team that we all lovingly call Brother Phil, he just looked at us and he said, how are we going to pray for people? Now, he knows, and I know, that we can pray for people without being right there in front of them, but there is nothing like being able to have a prayer with someone face-to-face like that. Gathering, it's important. This is our chance to remember why gathering is so important. This is our call to embrace again 
the fullness of what it means to be the church and not just attend a building on Sunday mornings, okay? So let's do a little history right here. What really is the church? You've heard us say over the past several weeks that this building is not the church. Okay, well, back in the fourth century, sometime there is when the church began to be known as a building. There's a German word. I'll, I'll mess it up if I, if I try to pronounce it, but it's something like Kirche. And that's where the word you and I have for church today came from. And, and, and it's a word that actually means the building. It's the church building. So when 13 centuries later, when the King James Version of the Bible was written, they translated all those Greek words in the New Testament for what we call the church into that, using that word, church. But that Greek word was actually ekklesia, which means a gathering of people united in identity and purpose. Totally different from a building, right? Because it's a people. Nowhere does the New Testament describe a building as a church or a church as a building. We are the church. We're his body, Christ's body. We're his, his hands, we're his feet, we're his arms, we're his, we're his legs to go. We are the church. Look back with me, if you will. When the church was very first born, in Acts chapter 2, there at the end of that chapter, we see how the, the first church, the early church, the first century church, how they saw their relationship to one another. Beginning in verse 42, it says, All the believers devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship and to sharing in meals, including the Lord's Supper, and to prayer. They worshiped together at the temple each day. Now that's the Jewish temple, not a Christian church. They worshiped together at the temple each day. They met in homes for the Lord's Supper. They shared their meals with great joy and generosity, all the while praising God and enjoying the goodwill of all the people. And each day the Lord added to their fellowship those who were being saved. When God called us to be the church, he blessed us with fellowship, with connection, because that's how we're designed. We're designed to do life together. Then why would we also not do spiritual life together? No man is an island. Okay, so why is gathering important? Let me give you five things that we do when we gather that we cannot do unless we gather, okay? And th these are things that you miss. If you don't gather with other believers, these are things that you miss and things that we're missing today. And the first one is worship. Okay, we're worshiping, we're trying, right? But really, biblical worship, let me carry you to, to Scripture again. This is what Paul says in Ephesians chapter 5. Be filled with the Holy Spirit, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs among yourselves and making music to the Lord in your hearts. Mike Leake had some great thoughts about this verse of Scripture right here. He said that you and I were made to sing together and to one another. You know what? It's hard to do that. It's hard to fulfill this Scripture from your living room. You can't do it. And then he started talking about the dimensions of worship. You know, the vertical dimension, you know, where I'm singing to God, or the horizontal dimension of where I'm singing to you about God, that, you know, we can't really do that unless we're gathered together. And, and you know, this, this vertical thing, if that's the only worship that we're doing, and, and, and this is also from the quote, and it's there in the sermon notes if you want to see the quote in its entirety, this vertical worship, 
tends to forget that we're not just saved from our sins, we are saved into a people, that we are saved into one another, that it's not just Jesus and me, that my relationship with him is also tied to my relationship with you, and my relationship with you is tied to my relationship with him. We are meant to sing together and to sing to one another. Now that doesn't mean that we sit around and look into each other's eyes necessarily and sing, but that when you sing and we're gathered together and you worship and, and your body language, even, even if I can't hear the words that you're singing, just seeing your mouth open or a hand raised or, or that you stood to, to just honor God in this time, all of those things are encouragement to us, which leads me to the second thing. The thing that we can do when we gather together that we can't do online is this real true encouragement with one another. Hebrews chapter 10 talks about that in verse 24 and 25. And this is where Paul writes, let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works. You can't do that sitting in your recliner. You can't motivate others to do things sitting in your recliner. We are called to gather, to encourage one another, to strengthen one another, for other people to see that we too have this same faith to see us pray, to see us respond. These are strengths that we get from gathering that we just cannot get without seeing one another, without knowing that someone else is there worshiping and encouraging me by their actions. The third thing we do when we gather that we can't do just through YouTube is, is missions. The missions work that the church does, like we talked about last week, you know, things like orphanages and feeding centers and even hospitals and universities and, and schools and those kinds of things. We do so much more and missions when we do it together. We can accomplish so much more. And granted, yes, I'm sure you, you can bless a missionary. You can do mission work sitting right there in your home. But the question is, do we? I mean, are we really doing more or less for missions right now than we were before the coronavirus and, and our isolation and, and doing church online? Church 2911 has started supporting another missionary since we started this, but we haven't been able to share that with you. And we haven't been able to share with you so that you know, hey, here's another missionary to give. If you would like to, to know about it, text us at 476-2911 and we'll share that with you so you can get involved in that as well. So are we praying for missionaries? Are we giving to missionaries? Are we concerned about missionaries? Are we, are, are we praying for Christian parents in China who every day have to make the choice between their faith in Christ and food for their families? Are we praying for Christians in Pakistan and Nigeria who are literally giving their lives, the two countries where more Christians are murdered every single year in any other place in the world? Are we praying like that? We don't have those reminders. We don't have that, that joint understanding and that, that unity of, uh, of the necessity of praying for people in other lands and, and people that are struggling in other countries when we don't gather together. And fourth is spiritual development. That's something that we just do so much better when we gather than we could ever do online. If you don't think that you're different than you were five months ago before all this happened, before online church started, then you're just fooling yourself. There's been too much fear. There's been too much financial upheaval. 
There's too much cynicism. And I mean, it's even, come on, it's creeping into us, right? Cynicism getting into our heart. Wait, wait a minute, let me check. Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, self-control. No, cynicism is not a fruit of the Spirit, but we're letting it creep in as well, right? Here's what's happened over the last four or five months. You're falling down on one side of this line of spiritual development or spiritual regression. You know, a lot of people, they're spectating right now, like we talked about last week. They're letting someone else do the worshiping for them. They're letting someone else, you know, preach to them a a sermon or, or give them a devotion instead of going themselves. And they're getting weaker in their faith and they're getting further away from the things that God has dreamed for their life, the things that God, the blessings that God has already planned that he wants to put in their life. They're getting so much further away and further away and further away from that. Or there have been some people that said online is not enough. It's good. It's wonderful, but it's not enough. And on the other side of that line are those people that said it's not enough. And so they, they dug in and, and they, they, they participated in online church services, but they know that that's not enough. And so they've dug in and they've, they've talked to God more and they've listened more and they've, they've read more and they, they've listened more to see what he had to say to them. And there's been spiritual development even during this time. But I got to tell you, I guess we talk about, you know, judging fruit. If we're inspecting the fruit, I'd have to tell you there's, there's a lot more people that have fallen down on the spiritual regression side than the spiritual development side because of the struggles that we're having, because of the difficulties that we're having, because of the cynicism that is growing in our hearts in places where fruit used to be, good spiritual fruit. So what does that tell us? That tells us that we need to gather in order to have good spiritual development. And lastly is this, we need to gather for connection. I mean, I've said it throughout this whole sermon, connection, you need connection. Connection that we really can't make with social media. I mean, do you really feel connected to the people that you're friends with on social media? We need to gather because we're a body. We're his body. And it's not enough to just say that. We have to do that, to be that. And we're a family. And, you know, I know there's always one in the family that they only show up at Christmas to see what's under the tree for them. Or they only show up at Thanksgiving because the food's good, right? But nobody really wants to be that person, do they? I mean, don't we want to be the others that show up because they know family is important to everybody? That's the reason we need to gather as well. Not always because there's something for me, but there's someone else here. There's someone else in in small group, or there's someone else in this service, or there's someone else in this deeper session that needs me to be there. Okay, now, as promised, Here is your invitation to gather again, and we have a lot of exciting opportunities for you to gather in the next couple of weeks. One of the exciting ones are the live recordings that start next Sunday. We've been recording in this building for the last several weeks, but starting next Sunday at 4 p.m., we're going to open up some seats here so that you can come while we're recording the services for the next few Sundays. So you can check it out. You can actually go to the link at the bottom and you can reserve your spot because there's only gonna be a few spots every Sunday. Then also this Wednesday night at 6.30 in this room, 
the teenagers are going to be back together again for the first time. 6.30 this Wednesday, teens back together again. And starting this Friday, there's also gonna be some events for our college age this Friday night. So make sure you find out about all those things as well. And also in about 13 days, two weeks from yesterday, there's going to be a ladies event here also in this room on that Saturday morning, okay? So make sure you're seeing all those. One more thing, this week, we've got something going just about every night this week because we want you to have the opportunity to gather. Tomorrow night, Tuesday night, and Thursday night of this week, we're going to have deeper sessions IRL. At 6.30 p.m., there will be worship, there'll be devotion, there'll be some vision casting and prayer. You don't have to come to all of them, or you can come to all of them, or you can just come to one. Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday night of this week. So you have plenty of opportunities over the next few weeks to start gathering. It's imperative that you and I gather. It's imperative that we get together. Let's close in prayer for the vision, for the future, for the safety and protection, and for God's wisdom for all of us to know what steps to take next. Father, I love you. And again, I thank you for all of your blessings. I thank you for where you've led us to in this point. I thank you, God, for everything you're speaking to us. I thank you for keeping us. I thank you for help. And Lord, I pray help on all of our church, God, and that you keep us. And during these times where we're coming together and being careful of restrictions, God, honor that, Lord, and protect us even further than we can protect ourselves. And God, I pray for all of these gatherings. I pray, God, that you continue to give us wisdom, that you continue to speak to us, God, and that you help us encourage one another, that you help us find our place in the family and remember that we're not just here for ourselves, but we're here for one another. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. If you need prayer, we'd love to pray with you. You can email our prayer team at prayer at church2911.com or text us at 205-476-2911. You can learn more about our church by visiting church2911.com or connect with us on Facebook and Instagram at church2911. Thanks for listening to the 2911 Sermons Podcast. We hope you know that God has an amazing dream for you. And as always, we dare you to dream.